Thank you for joining IAB There. Hi, everybody. Welcome to IAB There, the Interactive Advertising Bureau's regular show, which we connect the uh, digital advertising industry uh, to itself. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Today, our topic is how all businesses are now e-commerce businesses. And I am thrilled to welcome today's guest, Nada Starat. She is the VP of the Americas for Facebook. Um, she has a storied career in our industry. I first met her about 15 years ago when she was at ad.com. She's on the IAB board. Uh, she also is one of the recipients of something I had a little bit to do with back in the day, which is the Ad Tech Industry Achievement Award. Uh, she's an industry stalwart and she's passionate about helping small businesses and how Facebook is doing that. Let's welcome Nada Starat into the stream. Nada, welcome to IAB There. Thank you, Brad. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to see you. Tell me, uh, well, where are you geographically right now? So I am in my home in New Canaan, Connecticut, about 40 miles outside of New York City. And as many people know, I'm in Lake Oswego, right south of Portland. That is the miracle of, of modern technology, that we can have a face-to-face -face conversation across the country. Um, this has been an extraordinary uh, pivot year, a year of massive acceleration and disruptive change. Um, just thinking about when you first got into the digital advertising industry and, and this year of change, like what pops to mind is... As, as being the sort of most significant things that you've seen. Yeah, so, I, um, so I've been here at Facebook now for about three and a half years and I run our North America business where we work with companies of all sizes who advertise across Facebook, Instagram and Messenger. And, and this year, I would say that for somebody like me who's been in the advertising business for over three decades, um, cough, 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 it has been an unbelievably difficult year for people, for businesses, but it's also been a tremendous opportunity and kind of a wake-up call for every industry, not just ours. I mean, we are, and you've seen this too, like years and years of innovation is getting scrunched down into months or even weeks. And, and businesses can no longer afford to have their heads in the sand about digital readiness. I mean, right now, every single business has to have an e-commerce component in order to survive. So these are massive changes in a very short period of time. Uh and Facebook is is all in to help small and medium businesses. So, so get, let's get concrete. Tell, tell us, like, what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing to help and, and how does it work? I would say this year, we have done so much for businesses completely outside the scope of advertising and marketing. Things that we've been doing very actively since COVID hit have been things like pitching in with recruiting for businesses who've been understaffed. We have a Facebook jobs tool. We've helped people, for example, finding delivery people um, for, you know, for all kinds of shelter in place kind of businesses. We've brought customer service to businesses via Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp. We've helped retailers who've seen such a drop in foot traffic pivot to buying online and picking up in store. And in fact, that product buying online and picking up in store has increased threefold in just the past six months. And I would say like one of the things that is um, that we forget because you and I have been in this business for such a long time is that before the crisis hit, one in three companies did not have a website. One in three companies did not have a website. And so we got creative. We connected thousands of companies to toolkits just to help them keep their lights on. I, um, I also think that uh, things that had to happen really came to fruition this way, this this year. And I think one of the big things was 
really helping small businesses financially. Small businesses are truly the lifeblood of all global economies, and they are at the hardest hit part of the pandemic. And by the way, and if you think small businesses have been hard hit, think about minority owned and black owned businesses because they've been hit even harder by the pandemic. And we started right at the beginning of the year, we gave out $100 million in grants to small businesses and then an additional $100 million for black owned businesses. My team is active in a program called Elevate and we mentor and coach minority owned businesses. And, and this year, 200 of my teammates uh, coached over 250 small businesses. And so it's things like that. One, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll see this. Uh, we, you know, we're trying to bring new ideas to help small businesses and especially minority-owned businesses has manifested itself in other ways. Like one of the things that we're doing right now, which is really cool, is hashtag Buy Black. It's a mm. campaign to raise awareness for Black-owned small businesses and to encourage people as they're shopping to buy Black this holiday season. So. Uh, I've personally discovered a lot of Black-owned cool companies. And so if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that every couple of days I'm highlighting some really new discoveries. So all of that is to say that, of course, we are so proud of the advertising and marketing that we do on behalf of millions of businesses. But this year, we've had to do significant pivoting to help all areas of other companies' businesses. It's a, it's a cliche, but it's one that happens to be true, that you never want to waste a perfectly good crisis. And it sounds uh, like you've pivoted into that a lot. Um, let's, uh, let's get back to you for a moment. You mentioned, you know, having been uh, uh, all appearances to the contrary in, the, in this industry for three decades. So if you were able to, to pick up a magic telephone and call yourself 10 years ago, what would you say? Yeah. My biggest thing, and I, I've talked about this, and I talk about this with many people who I mentor as well, and it, it is the most important thing, and I would say 20 years ago is when I um, first started being intentional about this, is really embracing a love of learning and curiosity, and, and I call it a commitment to continual growth. I, I tell so many people, you have to learn technology business. No, this is not about coding. This is not about inventing something in your garage. But you have to have a cursory understanding of the systems that are powering the world in ways that none of us thought we'd be working in. And um, I came from the traditional print world. I left the traditional print world in 1997 to start to go to a startup. And and for me, that was just, oh, my God, I, my eyes were this big because every single day I was learning something so new about this new industry. And I had so much to learn. And and that kind of thirst for knowledge has really helped me in traversing other industries, other businesses. And it, I think it's also helped me as a leader in, in fostering this love of learning within my own teams everywhere that I've gone. The, the great thing about digital technology is that it is possible to sort of get your hands dirty with relatively low risk. In 97, I was hand coding primitive HTML websites for my students at UC Berkeley, which is where I was teaching at the time, because it was an extraordinarily efficient way to get them lots and lots of information. And there's sort of a direct line between that sideline of mine and, and sitting here with you today. So yes, I, I concur. Um, let's, this, uh, this show is airing on December 9th. And there are not a lot of shopping days uh, before Christmas. We're, we're just coming off of you know, a, a, not the world, the, not history's most exciting uh, Black Friday uh, or Cyber Monday. So, um, you know, here you have uh, all of these small businesses and big ones. Like, how can they take advantage of what Facebook has to offer um, as we're moving into the, the sort of last gasp of the holiday shopping season? 
Yeah, and so I would think about a couple of things. First of all, I would think about, um, and you're right, it's been a really hard holiday season overall for businesses and for people in general, because what you're missing out on is that holiday pastime of walking into a store, not knowing exactly what you're going to buy and for whom. And there's this, this joy of this kind of serendipitous type of discovery. And, and that has all moved online. It's moved to a device. And at Facebook, we call this thing discovery commerce. It's where you are scrolling through your Instagram or your Facebook feed and you see an ad for a product. You don't even know, you maybe haven't even heard of it, and you certainly have to have it. And I, um, <laughs> the list of things that I have bought this way is enormous because after all, um, we're going to get one. Who knew I needed fuzzy chartreuse Ugg sandals until I saw hold them on Instagram? Them Guess hold, what? Hold I them up. Them. These wow. are fantastic. I know. And again, it's discovery commerce. I didn't even think that I needed them. I um, And I have to stop because I need to know. I'm, I'm positive, Brad. You too have bought things that way. Oh, so no. I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm also a happy customer. Uh, I have a theory, which yeah. is that uh, because we tend to hold these magic mirrors, so. you know, inside of our North American personal space bubble that it means that uh, Instagram commerce in particular is just, it slips past my defenses because it's already inside uh, of my, my, my bubble. And so I'm so uh, much more likely to buy something, which is terrifying. Uh, but fortunately, uh, you know, Teslas are not currently trying to get me to, to buy them. But no, this is my toy. This is, I don't know if you can see this very well, but these are these little magnetic balls and sticks that I bought uh, because it just was right, bam, right there. And I was like, ooh. And so uh, not that we ever have boring meetings at the IAB, but if theoretically we were uh, to have, uh, then, you, know, you, you know, I might, I might mute the microphone and slowly build a cathedral. Uh, you know, on the desk in front of me. So no, I'm I'm with you. Uh, it's it, it's a remarkable. Uh, and by the way, that was a D to C business. That wasn't you know that was a tiny little business that happens to sell you know a magnet toy. Uh, so that's super exciting. Um, and tell me more. Like what? Who's who's really winning in this? But you um, going back to you? Like you would not have found it. I would not have found my chartreuse fuzzy Ugg sandals and you would not have found your, your, that, that, that messy metal thing that's magnetic and noisy if it weren't for the idea that it's personalization. It's personalization on our platforms. We have at Facebook and Instagram, we have over 3 billion people on our platforms and no two feeds are alike. Your feed experience is going to be decidedly different than mine. And and that is the power of machine learning that underpins our entire delivery system. And that's what creates those serendipitous personalized experiences. And, and this is bigger than Facebook. This is our entire industry superpower. And, and so I feel like that's something that businesses have got to take advantage of machine learning. And, and we've heard the cliche, serve the right ad to the right person at the right time. But I think the piece that's really increasingly important is then you have to have creative that's so compelling so that people like you, you're scrolling and you stop and you see what you have to have. And, and I think clients have to be really comfortable tweaking messages and being agile and being nimble in order to learn and then quickly be able to reach consumers with more compelling messages. And so I, I think it's a combination of machine learning and creative that is that magic that creates those serendipitous you know, personalized experiences that are going to be really, really exciting for businesses to come. Like that, that toothpaste is out of the tube right now. And I, um, I think it also is 
a, a great equalizer, I think, for businesses of all sizes. So while I discovered these beautiful Uggs, Uggs is a big global brand. I also discovered something like the, my cuff and my ring is a company called Live Well Design. Mm. And this is my favorite new small business jewelry shop. I also found a company called Partake Foods. It's a black owned business that makes cookies. And um, I bought them for everybody for stocking stuffers. I did order a box of 12. I have four left. So I've gone from a dozen stockings I can stuff to only four, but that's okay. <laughs> they may not even make it to a holiday, but again- And you're in lockdown anyway. So, I'm in you lockdown know. anyway. And so, no, but it's that's that kind of serendipitous discovery commerce that I think is just so important to be able to provide for businesses of all sizes. We know, we've seen over the 20 years or so of e-com that we've had that uh, digital technology started by being extraordinarily good at search and, and discovery, what our mutual friend Jim Spanfeller makes the distinction between you know, demand satisfaction and demand creation. Uh, and so what you're talking about with discovery commerce is, is demand creation. And it's, it's, it's remarkable. Um, and certainly I, who, I never knew I needed a little metallic toy, a ma magnetic toy uh, until there it was. Um, so let's talk concretely because there, we're at the last minute with, with uh, trying to get uh, products in front of holiday shoppers. So uh, what are some last minute strategies uh, mindsets, tactics that people uh, who might be watching this should be thinking about? Yeah, and so I would say in the past, typically marketers and retailers have had until December 20th to capture your attention, close a sale, ship it to you, and it arrives before Christmas or any holiday that you're celebrating. This year, retailers really only have until December 15th. Because deadlines have all moved up. Shipping constraints are leading to surcharges, logistics uncertainty, possible mistakes. Like if you go on some of your favorite websites, they are saying we can no longer guarantee a Christmas delivery because of what's happening right now. We're already seeing so many advertisers, as I mentioned before, pivoting from pure e-commerce to buy online, pick up in store. Um, to make it easier for businesses to drive online sales, we launched shops earlier this year. Shops is a mobile-first shopping experience where businesses can create a curated online store on Facebook and Instagram, and it's utterly customizable. So, you, you know, you have a different business than I would. We would each create digital storefronts. This is, by the way, it's free. Um, and my digital storefront would have these, like, really good, beautiful things that you could buy. Again, the way that I would be shopping on, in, in the physical world, I could have this incredible storefront would lure me into the site and... So for small businesses who've traditionally relied on foot traffic, now you have an, an, in a, in, um, an inexpensive way to invest in the online shopping experience. And so um, just started this earlier this year, but it's really, really taken off. So another uh, mutual friend of ours, a man named Ty Braswell, talked about this years ago with the, the real strength of mobile is shortening the distance between passion and purchase. And so I just wanna just zero in on this for a moment because not only are you saying this is a, a mechanism for discovery, but also purchase, fulfillment, focus, you know, if you want to ship to your home, if you want to, the, sort of a one-stop shop where uh, the customer can really choose um, sort of how to get the product that they're interested in. Is that accurate? That's absolutely right. And I would say the biggest thing to, uh, first of all, I, lo I love that phrase. I'm going to steal that one uh, for your passion, but um, passion to purpose. But I also think that with mobile being 
ubiquitous and truly everywhere right now. It's, it really is about meeting people where they are and removing friction. And I talk a lot about this. I'm removing friction. You know, we are talking to clients constantly about making sure that they're making the right technical and operational investment for the future um, in both what they're doing from a full funnel marketing. And this is where you are going. It's like, it's a customer journey and it's both on and off Facebook. It's paid, it's organic. It's the entire marketing funnel, everything from that discovery commerce to a more transactional um, you know, arrangement between you and a consumer and companies that weren't thinking of digital that way, people were thinking of digital as purely transactional, got caught flat footed because they didn't have that full holistic view. Um, and I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of that. It's you got to have each area of the funnel firing on all cylinders. We're seeing things like Messenger and WhatsApp really take off as businesses are recognizing they have to have a personalized customer service arm. And again, didn't have that before. We're reliant on, for example, people in call centers. And so I feel like really looking at that funnel is going to be one critical pivot point. I think the second thing is just being really agile when you're creative. I mentioned this earlier. I, I liken it to your mantra needs to be test, learn, pivot, test, learn, pivot. You have to make sure that you are testing a diversity of creatives. You're quickly learning and then you're being nimble enough to be able to pivot so that you are going back to that holy grail of the right message in front of the right consumer. And so it's that full funnel approach and being able to have the right creative. And that combination is gonna be increasingly more and more important for 2021. And there's a, uh, I mean, I talk to my agency friends all the time and you know, the more you, the more they lean in to sort of twiddling the dials uh, and, you know, and not setting it and forgetting it, but actually like there are, there's no such thing as a campaign anymore, particularly on these platforms where, you know, you put it into the system and then you walk away. The, the more, the more that a brand uh, can, can lean in and, and again, twiddle the dials, the more likely they are to figure out what's working and then to chase those wins and make them into bigger wins. I do want to do a quick PSA sidebar uh, because you did bring up uh, BOPIS, Buy Online, Pay, and Store. This is a huge topic in our brand disruption research, which premiered at the Brand Disruption Summit a couple of weeks ago, uh, which you can find uh, either in part or in whole, depending on whether or not you're an IAB member on IAB.com. So please do check out uh, our brand disruption research. Um, let's, let's break out of the holiday season. Uh, we're looking at a 2021 that is uh, highly unpredictable. You know, we know a lot uh, is changing. We know a lot is gonna change. Uh, we're hearing every day that, you know, by the middle of the year, by the fall, we think that the, you know, the majority of Americans uh, will be vaccinated against coronavirus. That leaves six to nine months, uh, you know, of um, uh, middle ground and limbo. So. You know, looking out to 2021, what's ahead for, for your clients, for the little brands, the SMBs, as well as the big brands? And what, uh, from your perch, do you think they should be doing to prepare? Yeah, and so I think it's, um, I th again, I, I agree with you 100%. I don't think 2021 is going to look much different from 2020. I think um, we will be, we will feel healthier and more secure in our health. I think that's just been the, the hardest thing about all of this this entire year. Um, but I do believe that the way that we are operating, working from home, sheltering in place, um, to your point, we're, we're talking most of 2021 being in the same situation that we are in right now. 
I think what, what our clients and our customers and our businesses of all sizes are looking to us is to help them really level set and make sure the technology is working, making sure that clients have the right signals in place and so they can better serve their customer, making sure that personalization and transaction and relationship building is all in place. And so we are helping a lot in guiding from a technology standpoint, as I mentioned before, like making sure that each area of the full funnel is firing on all cylinders. Um, and then also in the creative, I mean, we have an entire creative shop and an organization that really helps create mobile first experiences because um, although it's interesting, we're seeing a lot more digital experience as well, because you are at home and so you have your laptops as well, and, but you've got to be able to play on all screens. And, and that's been a really powerful conversation to be having with advertisers because everyone is looking to see how they can operate in this world. I would also say that um, people are thinking globally much more than ever before um, because the barriers for global businesses are getting smaller and or shorter and shorter, which I think is just an incredible testament to our industry. Mm. But I, I, I think the biggest thing for us as an industry for 2021 is gonna be turbocharging the work our companies and our industry is doing on diversity, equity, and inclusion. 2020 has been a turning point for the industry, for our country on racial and social injustice. And we've talked about this before. This has been such a long time coming. Our, you know, if I think about the conversations that we are having, the talent development that we're all actively nurturing for the next generation of leadership, these conversations have not been louder before. I think the mindfulness that our images, I mean, looking at ads right now, I'm so incredibly proud when you see the diversity in the advertising product. Um, we are all getting smarter about requiring suppliers and producers to be, have a more diverse makeup. And so all of this is coming together to change the makeup of our industry and then to, and to give the underrepresented stronger footing. And, and I feel strongly, and we all feel strongly that we, those of us who work in consumer-facing businesses, our employee base has to reflect the communities we serve. And I love, and I applaud the work that the IAB is doing with your workforce development initiatives. Like that, those are the things that are gonna shape an industry. And so it's a really exciting time for us to be thinking about, you know, what is the next generation of colleagues and leaders in our industry look like? And, and we'll all be really, really proud to leave an industry looking decidedly more diverse and very different, certainly than the one I walked into 30 years ago. Well, and, and I think two things. First of all, I, uh, we've, uh, we at the IB uh, are grateful to Facebook support for our DEI initiatives. You, you've been uh, full-throatedly behind us and thank you for that. Uh, I also, I always want to make the point that we have solid research that shows that diverse organizations function better, mm -hmm. right? They're, they do better. They over-index on in innovation and profitability. This isn't just us wagging our fingers and saying we should do the right thing. It's the smart thing to do. And it's an important distinction because I think that, um, you know, particularly for publicly traded companies, understanding that this is, in addition to the right thing to do, a strategic advantage for your organization uh, is the message we need to get across very strongly. Absolutely. So um, I, this has been an exciting conversation and it's, it's so great to see uh, Facebook trying to help the small businesses that are just, you know, hanging on by their fingernails right now. So uh, Nada Starat, it is always a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much for joining us on IAB There. Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful to see you be safe and have a wonderful holiday season.
as as uh, as you and yours. Thank you so much. You. Uh, all right, let's roll the credits. IAB There is a production of the Interactive Advertising Bureau. Our show today was produced by Connor Healy, Joe Ons, John Ward, and Carrie Villanueva. I'm Brad Behrens, Editor-in-Chief here at the IAB. Thank you so much for watching. 